Welcome to Work and the Future, a podcast about tomorrow, with your host, Linda Nazareth. Well, hello, and thank you for joining us today. Leadership, purpose, worker engagement, those are all hot topics right now. But successful leadership or imbuing purpose or engaging workers all start with communicating well. And that's not always something that organizations get right. We have all kinds of technology, connects people, but it doesn't always seem to work in the way that it's supposed to. And sometimes it seems that technology ends up stressing people out even more and making them less engaged in work. So doing worker communication right is the real topic. To talk about why it's important and some ways to get it right, I'm joined today by Nicole Alvino. Nicole is the founder and CEO at First Up. That's a workforce communication platform that connects senior leaders with their employees. Now, Nicole has a really interesting viewpoint, and that's because she started her career at a company that made headlines for all the wrong reasons, Enron. You may remember it. It was all about fraud and uh, poster child for bad behavior in many ways. She worked on the SWAT team for the CFO, who ultimately was charged with fraud and sent to prison. And naturally, this experience had a huge impact on Nicole's future and her business decisions and the way she approaches work. So it was really interesting to talk to her and talk about her views on leadership and what companies should be doing now. I had a great conversation with Nicole. Please stay with us to hear it. companies improve communications and why should they? To talk about that, I'm joined today by Nicole Alvino. She's CEO and founder at First Up. Hello, Nicole. Hi, Linda. How are you? I am just fine. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks so much for having me. You know, I always start by asking my guests about their careers and how they got to the point they are. In your case, it's particularly interesting because you worked for a company that was really in the news that was it a decade ago, Enron. I assume that uh, shaped you. Tell us about that. Yeah, it did. It was actually two decades ago. So it was two my decades, first sorry. job. I know time, time does fly. Um, it was actually my first job out of, out of college and didn't know that the, the impact that, that that company would have on the world and then me personally. So I did end up working in a group that was the SWAT team for the CFO who was ultimately charged with fraud. Um, so that obviously impacted me and did change the course of my career. I decided I would be an entrepreneur and only start companies where I could control the culture and the ethics so an Enron situation wouldn't happen again. And I also saw firsthand that that just the benefit of a bad employee experience and really led by leaders who were not transparent at all, inauthentic and and, and unethical. And so that, that really shaped what became first up and then the opportunity to really be able to connect not only with every type of worker, but let leaders share messages transparently and authentically with their entire workforces. Yeah. And we'll let people look up the details of this because as you say, it was a long time ago. Not everyone's going to be really <laughs> familiar with this, but that company did become like the poster child for bad leadership, right? Mm-hmm. And when you look at it, do you think the landscape has changed? I, I don't mean in your company, but in general, do you think that business learned from that? I mean, look, we always hope we we learn from we learn from our mistakes. I think that we are in a new era. The the type of employee, if you think about the 
the Gen Z and Alpha and their expectations of leaders. I think, yes, there's an expectation of transparency and authenticity and also addressing social issues. And so I think that's something that has, has forever changed and leaders need to be able to address that. I also think that the the pandemic really was an eye-opener for CEOs to understand that they absolutely needed a way to connect with their workforce. Let's and from talk, our perspective, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so, 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 let's talk about that, the technology side of it. Yeah. You know, what you're expert on. Okay, a lot has changed since your Enron days in terms of technology, right? We have yep. progressed in productivity, presumably has spiraled because of this. When you think about workers, though, would you say that this is an entirely positive experience? I mean, how much stress has this added to? No, I think it's it's not. And I think that's what we've that we've we've overshot the average company rolls out 140 applications to their workforce. So if you just think about from when I started my career, we we barely had an intranet, we barely had email, and then you fast forward to over 100 applications, that's just digital noise. Um, And to make matters worse, it's people don't know where to go to find certain things, and it's done nothing to help with productivity. It's done nothing to help with engagement. I would even argue that it's made people even more disengaged. And then you still got, I would say that's the problem with our, the desk bound workers mm-hmm. and 80% of the workforce who deskless is still oftentimes left out. Okay. So you have two problems here. One is that workers are overwhelmed and mm-hmm. you also have the problem that you don't really have great communications anyway because they're somehow still disengaged. And we have a lot of stats on this, you know, employee engagement isn't there. Are there simple or hard ways to fix this? We think the simple approach, the the simple for the user, I mean, it, it really does come down to how do we get the right information to the right person in the right place at the right time so they can receive it in a way that moves them forward, right? Whether it's, this is what I need to do my job, This is something that I need to understand my benefits because I'm about to become a parent. This is what I need to get the next promotion. So we really think of all of these moments that matter throughout the employee life cycle. And every every person is on a journey with their employer for a certain amount of time. And we want to help make that entire experience just exceptional. And it is by focusing on those moments throughout the journey and by delivering the the right communication, not too much, it has to be the signal through the noise, hyper-personalized to what that person needs at the moment um, so they can can get what they need and, and move forward. What about the other way around? How connected are workers with leadership and should they be? I mean, I, you probably would say, yes, they should be, but there's lots of parts to this because if you let people give suggestions and communicate mm-hmm. and they're not implemented, that can be even worse. Mm-hmm. No, I think you're exactly right. I think some people it's the the over survey fatigue or we're getting we're having constant feedback and open forums, but but what are we doing with it? The way I think about that type of leader engagement, it's really understanding what's the what are the strategic goals of the company and where do we need to go as a company? And then how do how do I as an individual fit into that? And how do I ladder up to to what we're doing? And I think that does actually create a meaningful connection with leadership as far as the importance and impact of of my work. 
And I think that's the part that we really need to focus on as the the baseline um, for for anything else to to come from that. So what are the best practices there if you're a leader? Yeah, open, transparent communications about strategy goal and then making sure that those are delivered in a way to every type of worker. So whether it's via video, we're huge advocates of video. We see three times engagement with CEO videos, especially um, to share important updates, Um, whether it's, again, some strategy, whether it's positive news. Uh, Now we have some, you know, hard negative news that some CEOs need to share. And so just being as direct, authentic, transparent as possible. And we also need to be thoughtful about who are all of these people? Where are they in the world? Are things being translated into their language? If they're in a place with low bandwidth, is it a video or is that transcribed? And so that's, again, part of that, that connecting and delivering a personalized experience that does show your people that you are really putting them first and thinking about their experience, how they're receiving it, not just what you're pushing out. Because when we think about corporate communication and big announcements, I mean, right now it's not being done well at all, right? People are being fired just by having their keys not work, their key cards not right. work. Right. Um, obviously, that's the worst case. But even when you think about the emails people get across an organization, they can be not exactly personalized either. Are you saying we need to see like actual videos or presentations or you know, what, what works? Yeah, and what what we found in our platform, it it has to be, and we can solve for different types of mediums. So whether it's a video to relay a certain message, whether it's an infographic, whether it's bullet points, whether it's a long form paragraph, whether there are different things together, I think that's part of what our our intelligent communications platform does. It learns what works best for different types of messages and different cohorts. Of, of workers in different parts of the world. And so what might work well for um, some factory workers in Brazil would be very different for the sales team in the EMEA region, for example. And so, yes, being able to address them by name, that, that's key. So that has to be automated. And then again, learning and understanding how people are engaging and then being able to kind of automatically take those, those insights and translate into a better, more engaging experience. Do you have an example? I mean, you mentioned the factory workers in Brazil, but you know where this has been implemented? Yeah, I mean, our, um, we work with some of the largest companies in the world. So Amazon, Ford, um, GSK, Hyatt, Hilton, Dow, Boeing, um, they all have all been customers of us for, for many years and have everything from their CEO communications being sent out through the platform and people receive whether they they get it via an email, whether they get it via our, our mobile app, whether they get it in a, a desktop, or whether they see it on a, a digital screen. I think that's one way when you think about really connecting with the entirety of your workforce, depending on their work styles, um, and being able to deliver it in first that, that location that's going to work well for them. Um, we can also do things based on what we know, how people engage optimize for a time of day where you might be more apt to look at something 7 a.m. Pacific. I'm the person who's going to look at it midday. 
And our orchestration engine would learn from that and then be able to deliver something at an optimal time to drive that engagement. So those are things that that all of our customers are, are taking advantage of and really seeing that engagement boost and are starting to correlate that with overall employee engagement, productivity, um, and even retention. Well, let's talk about the employee employee engagement part of this because it's obviously an issue right now. Maybe the labor market's getting a little bit um, less extremely tight, but we still have a really low unemployment rate in most places. It's hard to get workers. It's hard to keep workers. Mm-hmm. How does this come down to communication or what does it come down to? Yeah, I mean, we, yeah, we, we say communication and I, I do fundamentally believe that. I often talk to, to CEOs and um, so, you know, you do realize that nothing can actually happen in your organization with your people without communication. And so I think it's it's just something that seems so basic, but um, we do need to remind ourselves of that. If you look at healthcare, that's that's actually our largest industry vertical. The strategic imperative is to attract and retain their clinicians, right? They they can't find their people to to meet their jobs. And so for us, this really is about how can we communicate with them even in a pre-hire situation and get them connected with the company culture and the the opportunity to serve in that community. What are those those benefits? And then help them in that in that journey from pre-hire through to onboarding. So they really feel connected through communication to their job, um, the company culture. And we have shown that with data, people who we we can start early in that process, they are the people who do end up staying longer. You mentioned onboarding. This is one of the things that's a challenge in this world where a lot of people are remote or they're hybrid. Uh, same thing with creating a culture. You don't have everyone together all the time. Now, what's your view on this? Are, are we doing are we doing enough to make this happen? Yeah, and I think it's back to the you you have to do it the right way and and not the digital noise. So I think we all learned in the pandemic that Zoom happy hours and meditation apps <laughs> are are not the not the solution here. But we can be thoughtful about how do you onboard someone in a way where you know, we do this at our company and other companies of our customers have implemented. You get a welcome video from the CEO. Then you get a video from your functional lead. Then two days later, you're connected with a buddy. Then on day seven, you're sent a little pulse pull to see how the experience is going. So I think there are ways where we can use the best of what technology can offer in order to create that a delightful digital employee experience to to complement what we sometimes do or don't have in person um, with that kind of physical either place of work or a physical um, employee experience. Okay, you mentioned collecting this information. This is obviously very data driven. Are there ways to use this in a productive way? The information you get because you're talking about retaining workers and. Are you tracking other things about their experience? I mean, our point of view is we want to we want to have insights so that leaders can make strategic decisions about how to move their company forward and make sure that people are getting the the um, the the time that that they need. So one use case, for example, is 
this is, we can use certain insights to help elevate people into management positions who might have been overlooked from a DEI standpoint or might not be in a home office location, for example. But we can look at some engagement patterns, types of things that they're looking at and say, wow, this this group of people should be elevated to a, a management type of opportunity. And so that's where we're one of the ways where we're looking at how can we use this data to, to really enhance the employee experience for all types of workers. You mentioned Gen Z, so I'll come back to that. Gen Z, Alpha, mm-hmm. you know, they absolutely have different values or different asks of their companies. They want to see purpose. Uh, do you think companies are doing a good job of communicating their purpose? Let's assume they know what it is, but is it well <laughs> communicated and can, you know, are there ways to improve that? Look, I, like with everything, it runs the gamut. So you're you're right. First, you have to know what is our purpose. And then how do you communicate that in a way? And it's not just saying it and shouting it from the rooftops, but it's how are you communicating it in a way that, that people really understand it? And so when we think about what, what we're doing with some of our customers, and yes, a lot of times from the the purpose it it does come from the CEO or a, a senior leader and then there are opportunities for every employee even a new person to understand how that what works for them and whether it's them taking an action and then being recognized by a coworker for living that value and really having it be contextualized and giving giving credit and again that's a way that whether it's the the Gen Z or Alpha can really start to internalize what the values mean and know that the value or the purpose is more than just words. It's an action and it is something that can be tangible. These are really great goals, Nicole. I hope we, we manage to hit all of them in the next few years. Thank you so much for talking to me today. Thanks for having me. Take care. Nicole Alvino is CEO and founder at First Up. Well, that's it for today. If you'd like to know more about Nicole and about First Up, please take a look at our show notes. You'll find some links there. If you'd like to connect with me, I'm on Twitter at at Relentless Eco. Now, if you did like this conversation about the future of work, please take a moment and leave a rating or a review wherever you get your podcasts. That will really help people to find us and help keep these conversations going. Thank you so much for listening. And thanks as always to Stokely Audio for audio production. To learn more about work and the future and to see show notes, go to the workandthefuturepodcast.com. You can also contact us at comments at the workandthefuturepodcast.com. The Work and the Future podcast with Linda Nazareth is a relentless economics production. <laughs>